This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good afternoon, this is Marshall Davis. Today I'm going to talk about the Apostle Paul and how his teachings, and he himself, fit into Christian non-duality. I mention the famous Turkish Apostle every once in a while in my talks, and not always in a flattering way. I see him as the chief reason why Christianity abandoned the non-dual message of Jesus. Today's Christianity is based much more on the teachings of Paul than on the teachings of Jesus. As I have often said, Paul never met the historical Jesus and was not familiar with Jesus' teaching. Paul completely changed the course of Christianity. The Jesus movement probably would have remained a small Jewish sect and eventually lost to history if Paul had not been such a powerful force for including Gentiles. That changed everything and opened the way for it eventually to become the religion of the Roman Empire. Without Paul, Jesus of Nazareth likely would have been nothing more than a footnote in the history of Middle Eastern religion. So in that sense, I am grateful to Paul. He made Jesus a household name. But he also, in the process, changed the Christian message from the gospel of Jesus to a gospel about Jesus. Consequently, Jesus' original non-dual message has been all but forgotten by the church. Paul interpreted Jesus in the light of his rabbinic, pharisaic training and the Jewish temple religion. We owe to him the interpretation of Jesus' death as a sacrifice for sin. And with that idea came the dualistic notion about the human condition as being separation from God. And that's the root of his problem and Christianity's problem today. Paul talks a lot about the law and punishment for sin and the wrath of God, and because that's what he learned from his rabbi Gamaliel. Now, to Paul's credit, he offers a solution for that human predicament. He found a way out of sin and guilt, which is good, but it's a very different way than Jesus' way. Paul's gospel was not Jesus' gospel. Paul reminds me of the sidewalk evangelists who so often use Paul's writings, especially from the letter, his letter to the Romans, in their evangelistic pitch. They beat you over the head with the commandments and the law to convince you what a terrible sinner that you are, piling on the guilt and the shame and the judgment and the fear of hell and the threat of being lost for all eternity, and after they have knocked you down as far as you can go, then they offer you a solution 
to this problem that you didn't even know you had until you talked to them. That is the evangelical gospel today. That is dualism. Dualistic thinking dominates Paul's writings, which is why I am not a fan of the Apostle Paul. But, having said that, glimpses of non-duality shine through Paul's writings here and there, and I want to concentrate on those today. First of all, I want to make it clear that Paul's spiritual experience on the Damascus Road of the risen Christ was not a non-dual awakening. Sometimes interpreters want to make it into that, but I don't see any of the characteristics of non-dual awakening in Paul's Damascus Road experience. Now, it was a powerful conversion experience, and it changed his life, but it was not non-dual awakening, as far as I can tell. The typical Christian conversion experience today tends to be based on Paul's conversion experience. And for that reason, Christianity tends to be dualistic. If Christianity had been based on Jesus's non-dual awakening at his baptism, then Christianity would have become much more like Buddhism. But now, Christianity is much more like Islam. I see Paul more in the mold of Muhammad than Jesus. Muhammad also had a very powerful spiritual experience, actually a series of them, as he received the revelation of the Quran. And at the heart of that revelation was the one God, which is a good thing. But the one God was then interpreted in a very dualistic way in Islam. Consequently, I see very little non-duality in Islam, except for Sufism, and later in Baha'i, which is an offshoot of Islam. Yet, having said this about the Apostle Paul, I do catch glimpses of non-dual seeing here and there in his writings. I think that they came out of a later spiritual experience that Paul had, which was non-dual. He speaks in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 about a man in the third person, but all commentators agree that he's talking about himself. The third person style is significant, though, because it reveals that This was not Paul's normal egoic self. This is what Paul writes. He says, I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told which man may not utter. He doesn't talk anymore about this, what he calls surpassing greatness of this spiritual experience. In fact, he hesitates in this chapter to describe her for fear of seeming conceited. He says, but I refrain from it, from talking about it, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. I think he had a glimpse 
of non-dual awareness, what the Zen tradition calls Satori. What he writes elsewhere points to this, I think. For example, my favorite verse in the Bible is actually from the pen of Paul, from his letter to the Galatians. He writes, It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That verse sums up my Christian experience. In his letter to the Romans, Paul is very insightful in describing the two selves that he sees in us, what he calls the old self and the new self, or the old man and the new man. He sees one as our new nature in Christ, the other being our old human nature. In 1 Corinthians, he speaks of the spiritual man and the natural man. All this is exactly what non-duality is talking about when it talks about the small self and the big self or the, or the human ego self and the divine self. There are other passages that make me think that Paul did know this non-dual reality, at least in part. He says the point of the gospel is that God may be all in all. The second chapter, 1 Corinthians, is wonderful. He writes this. He writes, Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. As it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, and we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, he says, for they are folly to him. He's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. It's just a little bit of this wonderful chapter. I skipped around a little bit. I had to take out some things I didn't really want to, just for for brevity's sake. The whole chapter is a beautiful description of non-duality. And then in the later Pauline writings, like Ephesians and Colossians, which most scholars believe were written not by Paul, but by one of the, his disciples writing in his name. In those epistles, there are passages that speak of Christ being all in all, and the unity of all things in heaven and earth. He writes, whoever this author is, writes, with all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he proposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. He writes of Christ, saying the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. In Colossians, he says that Christ is all and in all. He also says of Christ, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him 
all things hold together. I could go on and on, but even that I feel like is too much for this message. Passages like these and the others make me think that Paul knew non-dual reality, at least in part, that he had glimpsed it, but he did not make it the centerpiece of his gospel. I think that was because he was too bound to his rabbinical teaching. And I see the same thing in Christian preachers and teachers that are too bound to their church tradition. They glimpse non-dual reality in part, but they don't trust that experience. So they back off from it and they retreat into more traditional dualistic forms of Christianity, much like I did. I talked about that, how I did this earlier in my life. They hesitate to dive into non-dual awareness completely, for they know it will mean inevitably parting with traditional Christianity and therefore risk being called a heretic. I, on the other hand, have come to trust the spirit more than religious tradition. I just dive in headfirst. When reading Paul's letters, therefore, we have to realize that he was not perfect. And what he writes is not perfect. He knew in part, and he spoke in part. He says this in his famous love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. He says, For we know in part, and we prophesy, which means to preach, and we preach in part. But when the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, he says, then I shall know fully even as I have been fully known. Duality is imperfect. It's about the parts. Non-duality is the perfect. It is fullness. Paul knew in part, and I am grateful for those parts in his writings. We can recognize those parts as evidence of the truth of non-duality in his spiritual experience. What I like most about Paul is what he says about his reliance on first-hand experience and not religious tradition, even though I don't think he really followed it through as completely as he could have. At the beginning of Galatians, he makes a point that he did not receive his Gospels from the Apostles. He writes, For I would have you know, brothers, that the Gospel that was preached by me is not man's Gospel, for I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. But I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. He received it directly, he says. But when he who had set me apart before I was born, and who called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his Son in me, in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor I did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. Paul trusted firsthand direct contact with the divine. That is the power of his gospel. That is Christian non-duality. It does not depend on second-hand religious tradition. It depends on first-hand direct awareness. When reading the Apostle Paul, it is important not to make his teachings into another authoritative tradition, but to go directly to the source 
that he went to. And from the source, we can judge Paul's writings. We can judge his teachings and the teachings of all spiritual teachers, including me. Please do not trust my word. I see only in part too. See for yourself. For as Paul says, we have the mind of Christ. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Thank you.